All right, welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Between the Stitches. New baseball podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan uh, podcast group. Talk only baseball. That's what we know. We're going to be diving into all kinds of free agents, non-participants in the world of baseball right now. It's a huge list of guys. We're not going to be spending... An entire episode talking about it because we want to talk about the stuff that's already happened and reward the players and the teams and the GMs who've decided, you know what, I'm going to make a move. We'll talk about the trades that have already happened, the free agents that haven't signed, and all things baseball all year long, hopefully. So thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of Between the Stitches, and let's get into it. Let's go! Jared, welcome in. First episode of Between the Stitches. Talking baseball. That's what we know. That's what we love. Thank God we can do this uh, because this show is pretty much at the whim of the owners and the players. And they came to an agreement. So now we can talk about it. We can talk about the teams, the trades, the stuff that's gone down, and the stuff that has not gone down, which is a big list of guys. So... Before we get into the notable free agents and maybe some predictions on where we think they're going to land or where they will end up, we'll talk about the moves that have already happened, but it's hard to even get into those because it seems to me like right off the bat, looking at the trades that have already happened and the moves that have already gone down, you could go through and talk about, we've already talked about a guy like Carlos Rodon going to the San Francisco Giants, um, a guy like... Joe Kelly going to the White Sox. All of those things. <clears throat> there's a lot of moves that these teams have been making already, I feel like, that kind of like they didn't really need to, but it just makes them like that much better. Right? I mean, like, the, the I know the Giants lost a guy like Kevin Gosman, but they were going to be okay. And then they just add a guy like Carlos Rodon. I mean, that's – we know how Jared feels about the White Sox, the 2021 White Sox. Loves everybody from that team. So, I mean – how can you not? You love Carlos Rodon. And then now going into 2022, okay, they lost him, but then they add flamethrower Joe Kelly to that absolutely stacked bullpen. Like, what are we doing? These these moves have yeah. already been kind of, I don't know, unpredictable uh, with the free agency signings, like Nelson Cruz to the Washington Nationals. I, it's just weird. It's kind of like a weird deal. Like, I, I'm a Padres guy. The word was he was going to go to the Dodgers or the Padres or somewhere, the contention, and then Breaking news, he goes to Washington, D.C. Like That team's going to stink this year, you know? Weird. Yeah. And that, and that's going to be an interesting team. I mean, they'll actually probably be able to hit a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good spot for him in terms of, like, the the NL being all all DHs, correct? Oh, yeah. DHs back. Yep. So, so so it's it's nice for that team because it's a guy that probably can't contribute anywhere defensively. Yep. Um, but but they're gonna add 35 home runs probably. So uh cool to see that guy still be able to play. Um I've always I've always loved Nelly Cruz, except for 
Uh, I thought that the play that he made in the outfield when he played with uh, the Rangers, Rangers was, yep. where he got a little bit scared of the wall. Yep. That's a tough play, but but I think that like that's the perfect example of why a guy like that uh, is beneficial with uh, the DH being oh, involved yeah. in the NL now. So oh yeah, yeah I uh, I've always liked a little boomstick Nelly Cruz. I just feel like there were some stats that came out among like during his free agency and the rumors of where he was going to sign. And towards the end of last season, he kind of started to peter off. I don't know if you saw that, but like his hard hit rate went way down. His home runs went down. On-base percentage went down. And so I think that kind of spooked a couple teams because he is like 40 years old or like 41. Like he's fucking old. So that was a little bit uh, maybe contributing factor to why he didn't end up at a serious contender but i mean who knows the nationals mm-hmm. could end up being being decent and uh um, yeah we'll see though yeah i mean on, on the topic of big boppers uh the first trade that we wanted to go over was the reds who it looks like the reds are all hands on deck fire sale get everybody off our team as soon as we possibly can and i don't know why because yeah. like they're they, like, yeah, they had a good they had a pretty bad. good offensive yeah they had a pretty good offensive team last year they needed like obviously for whatever reason it didn't feel like that team lived up to the expectation i mean i know uh winker and castellanos were both like obviously leading like leading average for like almost half the year. They're both hitting like 330. Um, so that was kind of interesting to see them. But like, I mean, obviously, uh, Castellanos is obviously a free agent still, but to see uh, Winker and Suarez, uh, Suarez was a 40 home run guy two years ago. So that's kind of like, I don't know. That's a, There's a lot of big time sticks in the middle of that lineup that are just not going to be there anymore. They're just gone. Um, like gone, gone. And I think, I, I don't know exactly who they have, but they have, a, I think they have a pretty big, like a pretty good, like, um prospect base that, that that's coming up but i don't know if it's like yeah they, i don't know if you can you can you can really let go of three like proven hitters just because you think you have good prospects yeah they have a guy like jonathan india i like jonathan india who's a, a player. great player they also have kyle farmer they have a lot of young guys hunter green was that number one overall pick they took a while back guy who throws 170 miles an hour i just i feel like a guy that's getting the shaft in that situation is, is a guy like Jonathan India because he spends his entire rookie season around two starting out uh, all-star outfielders, a guy like Eugenio Suarez, Joey Votto, uh, you know, Sonny Gray, veteran guy, Wade Miley, I'm pretty sure was on the Reds. Last, like, and now it's just like they're like a shell of a team. And he all of a sudden went from like the rookie – young guys still trying to pass you know learn and gain knowledge from the rest of these guys all of a sudden he's he's like the major league veteran on that team now with joey Votto because he won a rookie of the year last year and like now all of a sudden he's there like one of their dudes and i think that's kind of unfair yeah. to ask that of a guy in cincinnati it sucks for the reds fans too because like we said like I mean, they made the playoffs i think in 2020 last year they were maybe a little bit short but like who cares they weren't that far away you know, I feel like last year, last year they had some big name pitchers that just kind of let them down. I mean, they like, always have had he, Luis Castillo, who's always had high expectations and, and never really. Yeah, Cast- well, Castillo, like Castillo, last year had like a significantly worse year than the year before. I think he was like a top. He was like a top 
10 15 in era i believe the year before yeah let's see their active roster okay well one thing i will say for sure like for sure i know this for a fact the reds bullpen last year had the worst bullpen era in baseball like their bullpen was fucking bad like really bad okay yeah, dude, they, looking at their team they have they have like yeah, I mean they have Amir like Garrett. Amir Garrett. Yeah, they have Justin Wilson. Um, but looking at dude, got, their rotation got, currently listed. Stretches. Their rotation currently listed on on their active roster has three dudes in it. Hey guys, really quickly, want to interrupt to talk to you guys about SeatGeek. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring. We recently became brand ambassadors for SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They put a zero through ten score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good deal or bad deal. Green being good, red being bad. Plus, our listeners right now get $20 off their first purchase with our code PHENOMFAM, all one word, all caps, P-H-E-N-O-M-P-H-A-N. PHENOMFAM with PH for both. Click the link in our description to download the app. Remember, code PHENOMFAN to get $20 off your first order. Download the app now. You can't miss out on this deal. Go do it. Luis Castillo, Tyler Maley, and Vladimir Gutierrez. Like, I just, it's kind of weird. Like, I know their bullpen was bad, but go add a couple bullpen pieces. If you keep all the guys that they had and maybe try to re-sign Castellanos, let's just go hypothetical, and obviously they don't mm -hmm. trade Winker and Suarez, dude, they have Tyler Stevenson at catcher, Votto, Kyle Farmer, Mike Moustakis, pretty sure they have Nick Senzel. Yeah, Nick Senzel could play second base. Uh, their outfield would have been Winker and then maybe throw Suarez in the corner outfield. They still had Tyler Naquin. They still have Aristides Aquino, that big bopper. And then if you add resign yeah. Castillo, like that's like a good team. You don't trade Sonny Gray. It's like Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Tyler Maley, like Malley, however you pronounce it. He's, that's like, he's good. Yeah, it's like I've that's just like I've... not a bad team. I don't know why they're like blowing it up. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I mean, maybe they're trying to start a little bit back from scratch or maybe the Reds owner is a cheap fuck. I don't know, but it sucks. Sucks for Reds fans because I, I like when the Reds are good, you know, especially when they got two all-star outfielders and Joey Votto. It's kind of swag. And now they're just like, it's going to suck. And that division, by the way, is just going to suck. Like, the Cubs aren't going to be very good. The Reds aren't going to be very good. The Pirates stink. Uh, the Brewers are going to be okay. And then who's the last team in that division? Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Pirates, Cardinals. The Cardinals oh. are like okay, you yeah. know. Well, yeah, the, Car good, the Cardinals though. are going to the, the Cardinals are going to be good. Yeah, yeah, they're Cardinals always. They're always I, I feel like I feel like you can't catch the Cardinals like winning less than eighty games. Oh no, eighty five like, is just minimum. For that's like kind year. of their standard. That's yeah. a, the Cardinals are always massive. But yeah, like but, but like Winker, I, I really thought Winker was like, like he was so deep. coming around. Like I, I, he'd been he'd been kind of like a guy with like I've, I've watched and like seen him have good games. But like last year when he was hitting like three thirty, I was like, geez, this guy's on fire. Yeah, and when we and that team that team really was that that was a team that would score ten runs and then would be Easily. up ten and then and then either be up six because. And then you'd like check back into the game and the game would finish up and it was it was 13 to 12 because the bullpen got lit. Yeah. No, 100%. Also, um we did talk about like park factor and stuff and the Reds park being a fucking little league field. 
do you think Winker and Castellanos and the success they had last year had anything to do with that? Like right field in, in Cincinnati is so small. Like it's tiny. Like I know Winker had a big year, but like, is he going to have the same year in Seattle? You know, maybe the Reds are trying to get some value out of him at the top of his game. But, but then again, that trade that went down, the Mariners gave them like nothing. So I, I don't understand. It, it was a weird trade. I'm just, I just don't think Winker's going to be, I think he had a career le- career year last year. I don't think he's going to do anything above what he did last year at all. So that's just my take. But speaking of left-handed bats, uh, left-handed bats on the move, Matt Olson to the Braves. Interesting one here. What was it? What was it? uh, Was it like a six-year, $160 to the Braves. And then, of course, as is usually the case, the Oakland A's, send away a superstar player and in return get a bunch of random no-name prospects but i'm sure half of those random no-name prospects will turn into fucking big league contributors somehow uh but he gets traded to the braves and the braves just immediately <laughs> sign him to an extension 108 years 168 million so 21 million a year for a guy like matt olson i mean i like the deal but i think he's underpaid for sure i think he could definitely get more I than think- that yeah, I think for a guy that's hitting like 35 plus home runs a year, that's still pretty young. How old is he? He's like 28, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's, that probably sounds right. Matt Olson, let's see. 27. Holy shit. He's 27. Yeah, that that he's uh he's like he's born like what he's born like four days away from me. Yeah, that's, for him to like well, that's even more fucked up. Is like I don't even know what his contract was with. I mean, I think he was still uh, in his rookie deal. He was still in his rookie. Yeah, deal. I think he was still getting like paid like, yeah, like like league minimum. So that's it's pretty awesome to see him get the huge contract. Eight eight years, one hundred sixty eight million. So it does feel like he could have commanded a little bit more, especially because Freddie Freeman's about to walk and make dude like literally you know, two, ten to two fifty million more per year. Yeah, it's two hundred fifty minimum of in my mind like a two hundred fifty million dollar contract minimum. I could see him getting. I could see him getting. I mean, Olsen, yeah, yeah, I, Olsen last year had a monster season. Monster like 38 season. jacks. Did he have, did, did he have 38 jacks? 39 right? home runs, 111 RBIs, and he had uh, 88 walks and a 911 OPS last year. Like, that is a monster season. 153 OPS plus. Like, that is big year. So, I mean, good pickup for the Braves. But what does suck about that, as is the pretty obvious case with that trade, is that Freddie Freeman's not going back to the Braves. So that sucks because I really wanted Freddie Freeman to just be a career Brave. I thought the Braves were just going to throw unlimited money at him until he's re-signed. And it kind of sucks because it sounds like I don't know what the Bra- I don't know. I, I Nobody knows what the Braves are offering, but it kind of sucks that Freddie Freeman is like, I don't know. You can't blame a guy for trying to make a bunch of money, but it's like, I don't know. It I just feel. I, I feel like felt, he felt. He really did. It felt like he did feel like a brave. Like it, it didn't feel like he's he a was brave. A guy that would like just through walk. and through, he's a brave. Like it felt like he would, if he got the same offer from the Dodgers and the Braves, or even ten million total less from the Braves. He's making a million or two less per year. He'd have just taken that because he's you know familiar with Atlanta. He loves the Braves, dude. He just won the World Series, so it's kind of shitty yeah. that. I don't know his representation too. I'm sure it's fucking Scott Boris or somebody, you know, who just is like, no, don't sign. Uh, and so he's not going back to the Braves and we'll touch on him shortly, but Olsen to the Braves, good pickup for them. And now they have like three really, really solid, like could be potentially all-star caliber players that are going to be starting or I mean, potentially 
starting all-star caliber players that are all on shit contracts. I think Matt Olson is underpaid, but he's the best of these three, but still underpaid. Ozzy Albies is getting paid like $12 a year, and Ronald Acuna is getting paid like $20 a year. I mean, it's like yeah. Braves just keep swindling these like contracts with these guys and kind of underpaying them. I don't really get how they're doing it. Yeah, well, you, you know Acuna is Acuna is about to make a bajillion dollars. Yeah, he's going to be still a under contract he, for a long time. He's still under. Uh, he, he's got this fucking stupid ass contract extension. Let me see. He signed an eight year, one hundred million dollar contract in, uh, I think it was like two thousand nineteen. So he's making fifteen million this year, and then he's making seventeen million every year after that until twenty twenty eight. Jared. He's making seventeen million a year. That is yeah, that 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 is that disgustingly su- that sucks. Low. Yeah, that sucks when you see like a, like he's going to be a guy that should be paid like Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. Dude, really more, more than those. Guys. Yeah, more, more because I think more. Yeah, I think more as well, just because of the ability to run the bases. Still, dude, he's a fucking freak. He's literally. How, a freak. How, how how old is he? He's not that old though. Like he'll uh, he'll he'll get he'll get another like, big contract. He's like twenty three. Yeah, he'll, I mean he's a free agent. Let me see. <clears throat> That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think he's really young. I think he made it up when he was So like he's going to be a free agent when he's 31. So he's 24 right now. 24, yeah. I feel like he made it up when he was 19. That sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, the Braves get Olsen. Good trade for them. Sucks that Don- that um, Freddie Freeman's not going back, but it is what it is. And then, lastly, another big-name trade. Um, Yankees and Twins made a kind of a weird, weird deal. Nobody was really expecting it, but Yankees send G- – uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to the Twins, and then the Twins send back Josh Donaldson and recently acquired Isaiah Kiner Falefa from the t- from the Rangers. So the Twins send Donaldson and Kiner Falefa. It's kind of like a weird deal, like kind of just like yeah, what you know? Like, I've never been I've never been really that high on Urshela, and I think that. We're gonna see Donaldson have a monster year, to be honest. Like one of those years that like he's obviously been been around forever. Like he's like thirty six years old. I think Donaldson's gonna go and play at that, <clears throat> you know, three hundred and five foot fucking shoe box. Yep. And he's gonna hit, he's gonna hit like something well, like thirty five. He's the guy too that's always he, talked about just lifting the ball in the air. Like he's just gonna pop, dude. He's going to flip balls to right field in that stadium and hit bombs. Like bombs. yeah, and I I actually like him in that lineup, and I think he's he I think he's a better peer hitter than like I think he's a better uh, better peer hitter than any of those guys that are involved. And I also think uh, with like Glaber Torres, like the decline of Glaber Torres as a hitter last year, who hit like nine home runs after he hit thirty eight. I think Donaldson's always been like always just been so pure that he's just gonna crush it there. He might only hit two sixty or. To, you know 270 or whatever right. it is i think last year he had close to 250 but i could see him definitely hitting over 30 jacks in that little shoe box yeah. for sure yeah so, so I, I do like I, I like him as a hitter yeah, i love I, him as a hitter i think i think, I think it's good that the yankees got rid of gary sanchez to be quite honest with you it opens up some possibilities for him because my humble opinion i think gary sanchez was pretty overrated for most of his career he had you know that one big year where i think he hit 30 home runs but as an overall hitter, like his chase rate was high, his swing and miss percentage was high, strikeout percentage obviously ties into both of those things, but it's high. All he really did was just 
when he made contact. He was just a very he was not even a three true outcome guy. He was like a two and a half true outcome guy. Like it's not like he walked a lot. He just would hit home runs and then just like strike out. And also he's a catcher and your defense as a catcher like needs to be good. And he was so yeah, fucking bad at catcher. So bad. Relative to the big yeah, not, of course, better than you and I. Yeah. But <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, obviously, obviously he's like like a obviously it's a freakishly talented person. Like we have like right. We like to talk shit about him, but they're all freakishly talented. But it's like, yeah, he really was. No, he he was he was. I'll tell you, nothing would piss me off more than watching the bottom of that lineup come up. And I feel like Gary Sanchez was actually a little bit injury prone and banged up over the last couple of years. You know, how many times did I watch fucking Kyle Kyle Higashioka or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is, their backup <laughs> catcher, hit? Though I couldn't watch that guy hit. Like that legitimately was like if you gave. It felt like if you gave, you know, a so anybody any college guy just straight bp and let and paid him a little bit of money just to yeah. try to hit off big leaguers like yeah. like he was hit like i swear he hit like one fucking 15 yeah yeah no so you're looking at gary sanchez's stats really quickly like i said 2017 jared he hit 33 home runs he had 876 ops as a catcher i mean that's that's amazing 278 batting average 120 strikeouts and then 2018 he only played 89 games. He was hurt. He had 18 home runs. He had a 697 OPS and a 186 batting average. So after he hit 278, I know batting average is not the fucking end all, so don't freak out. But he hit 278 in 2017. And then his subsequent years, Jared, 2018, uh, 186. 2019, 232. 2020, 147. Last season, 204 like that's fucking bad that's like a bad hitter and they treated him like he was some fucking superstar monster mash it's just, guy it's because like, he's a it's because he's a yankee exactly like he's a big name in a big market but did and he's averaging 162 average on strikeouts is 175 punch outs a year ouch like that is fuck dude that's a lot of strikeouts relative to catchers it's like not that bad it's just the fact of most guys that are hitting at that clip are playing excellent defense behind the plate like fucking austin hedges or i don't know jeff mathis like these guys that couldn't hit for shit but they're like excellent excellent catchers behind the plate that's where they make up for the lack of hitting he didn't have either so he's just fucking worthless um i don't want to say he's actually fucking worthless you get my point though he just the value for him was just slowly dwindling, so they were able to get something out of it. Um, yeah, it was an interesting trade. And then, of course, there was the there was the part about uh, the beef between Josh Donaldson and Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole talks shit about his sticky shit, but like, apparently they just squashed it, so it's all good because most of the shit's just made up by the media, anyways. So that's pretty much the big trades that have gone on. There's been a few others, but those are the big ones that we wanted to touch on. And then, of course, like we said, we wanted to touch on some free agents. So, at the moment, Jared, people have been kind of complaining because it's like, it's March 15th. Opening day is in 23 days, and Carlos Correa is a free agent. Freddie Freeman's a free agent. Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo, Michael Conforto. I mean, that is, dude, that's a fucking all-star team. Yeah, that's a there's a there's a, the 
I think that like you have to take it into account this with the like with the lockout there's was no action happening so it's like see but these guys will be there, fine they're, see, they're but gonna, was there was there really no I'm sure, tampering I'm, going on at i'm all? sure i'm sure they were talking a little bit but i like i just think that it it fucked everything up and that was the that was the focus so i'm sure that they talked to teams and i'm sure that all those guys will be signed and playing baseball in in the starting lineup of opening day rosters and maybe one of them doesn't for some reason because they want too much money or whatever the whatever the situation is but they'll get signed within a month of the season starting for a team that a team that believes in a guy and doesn't want to pay doesn't want to pay one of these superstars and then yeah. figures out that the guy is hitting 160 or the guy gets hurt and they'll sign one of these guys for a bunch of money so i just hope it's not the situation that we went through i think it was 2019 right or 2018 when like dallas keichel they like was a good pitcher and then just didn't sign a contract until like june and then i think it was with like the braves or somebody and like you know it was just like a weird thing and that something somebody else i think it was schwarber wasn't it or somebody else that like didn't sign until like june like may or june and then like that's the same year like machado and and harper were both like they signed like with like two weeks left in spring training it's kind of weird i don't know but I'm hoping it's obviously not going to be like that. When you go through that list of guys, Jared, like where does where do these guys end up? Like starting with Carlos Correa, where does Carlos Correa? Because the talks are fucking Yankees, uh, you know, all these other teams that like Red Sox, and then now it's starting to come out that like maybe he's going back to Houston. I I thought he was going back to Houston the whole time. I just thought he'd have to play the field a little bit, which is how I felt for a few of these guys. Like I felt like. Ray was going to play the field, go back to Houston. Freeman was going to play the field, go back to Atlanta. Rizzo is going to play the field, go back to the Yankees. Conforto, possibly back to the Mets. And now, like, these guys just aren't signed. And not on top of that, besides Correa back to the Astros, none of these teams or none of these guys are, like, gaining interest from their former teams. It's kind of weird. Like, I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hard to fucking peg, like, where these guys are going. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I, I've I feel like Correa is gonna go back. I could see Freeman. I know for sure the Dodgers are getting one of these guys on that list. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Like there's just there's just no way, there's just no way that the Dodgers don't sign somebody. Um, I'm sure the Yankees could get one. You know, I can see like, I could strangely see like Castellanos or like a Conforto going to the Yankees. Even Shorber could be. I could see. I, you know, it's kind of funny. I think Rizzo is gonna end up back with the Yankees again um obviously they can offer a shitload of money no idea what's going to happen with story you know colorado's not going to sign him again because they're cheap asses or they will and then they'll fucking well and that's dish him dude, but they'll dish of, him and they'll get and they'll give somebody the stadium dude, but, and a fucking yeah. a lambo to take him and pay his contract <laughs> no and listen then, no listen i i i i know what you're saying and they're cheap asses right in colorado but supposedly the top bidder for chris bryant right now is the colorado rockies like what the fuck is that what is that even like what is that about what is that and also by the way they've been actively pursuing michael conforto because that's what the rockies need is another outfielder like what the fuck is going on and then freddie freeman uh i just saw a tweet the, uh, earlier today it's uh it was from uh, the baseball branch of bleacher report nine hours ago according to john Heyman. The Red Sox jumped in on the Freddie Freeman pursuit and joining the list of teams that were now the Blue Jays, Dodgers, Rays, and Yankees. And then 
Bob Nightingale reports six hours ago that the Padres are interested in Freddie Freeman. So the group of teams interested in Freddie Freeman are the Padres, who have a first baseman they're overpaying already, the Blue Jays, who've already committed a shit ton of money to a shit ton of different people, and Vlad Jr. plays first base, the Rays, who don't spend any money, and then the Yankees and the Dodgers, who both make sense because they're big-name, big-market teams, but the Yankees were, like, never in the, in the action for Freddie Freeman. The only one on that list that, like, kind of makes sense that would line up to what's been happening and talk, been talked about the entire offseason is the Dodgers. But the Padres, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, like, what the fuck is going on? And I, I, I want to know, like, what are, the, what are these – What are add the Padres to the mix for Freddie Freeman per Bob Nightingale. What does that mean? Did they, did they pick up the phone and call Scott Boris and say, how much money is he asking for? Or does that mean we offered him a contract? You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell. I don't know what the fuck. And dude, knowing how this shit's been going, it's going to go breaking news. Freddie Freeman and the Miami Marlins have agreed on a five-year contract. You know, <laughs> like it's going to be some random yeah. ass shit is what it seems like. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it, I mean, it's like, it's really, it, just hard for us to put a finger on like we could we can kind of speculate like where there's needs for like certain teams you know that would make sense but at the end of the day who fucking knows seriously, who knows what no, the relationship who knows who knows what the relationship with the team like with each uh like team even if a team has a good guy who knows what the relationship or like what the contract like you'd have to really dive into like the, like that specifically like hey what's that contract look like is he gonna be a free agent the next year like what what is it like can we can we sign a guy to a long current term contract only have to deal with this guy with on his current contract and then ditch him and then just replace him with the guy that we just signed so like i feel like you have to take all that into account um anytime that you're looking at these free agents but yeah like you said this is a fucking all-star team this is an absolute all-star team of of guys available out there so um definitely an exciting 15 days and i guarantee like well, like i said there's going to be like a yankees and the dodgers we'll get a, we'll sign somebody one of these and then we'll yeah. see yeah and then we'll see we'll see something weird happen i think um, um, but, do you think this will be a like a domino situation where it's like breaking news freddie freeman five years to the dodgers and then in the next hour brea bryant story because i feel like a lot of these teams might be in on multiple guys and then once they once one of the big guys settles in a spot, I think the rest of the guys will go flying off the board. I think, I mean, maybe not, but it's also like a, a sense of a sense of uh, like urgency. Cause these guys are like, fuck, like, like I said, there's 23 days left to the regular season starts. Like we need to, I need to get down there and get my bats in. Like I need to get ready. You can't just roll into the, the fucking clubhouse the day before opening day. Like you need to, get some reps in you know what i mean and get familiar with the clubhouse and the and the coaching staff and everything so i think i think it'll be a domino's thing i don't know about you it's gonna be well and i, and I think what happens too is like once one of these guys gets signed I, i'm sure that every team has a you know every team's probably in contact with these guys agents to see like what they want so i'm sure once a cut like one or two of these guys goes off the board that the panic sets in of like, oh shit, we're not going to get our, we didn't get our guy. We exactly. need to get somebody. Exactly. So that's kind of how it was in the trade deadline. I felt like, like the, the, there was like a handful of guys available, like Jose Barrios, Max Scherzer. And, you know, Scherzer's like, oh, it's Blue Jays, like, we need a pitcher. Fuck, do we get, Scherzer? like, we're going for Scherzer. Boom. Scherzer goes to the Dodgers and then they just kind of overpay, but they get Jose Barrios. 
you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. they kind of panic. They're like, give me that guy. Give me this guy. Like, whatever it takes. I also think when the, one of the guys signs, I think it'll also be a domino effect because it'll set a, a, a market standard for, like, how much each guy's worth. Because looking at this list, I mean, personally, you know, I think Freddie Freeman should probably get Freeman and Correa. Those two guys should get the most annual on this money. whole list of guys. Yeah, the most annual money. So you see Freeman go off the board for $33 million a year, and you see Correa go off the board for $34 million a year. Then it sets some precedent where you're like, okay, Chris Bryant, if Freddie Freeman got $34 million, like you're going to get twenty five to twenty eight. You know? Trevor Story, mm-hmm. same deal. You're going to get 24 to 27. Castellanos, 23 to 25. Schwarber, 20 to 22 million. Like, it'll go down the list. Rizzo, you'll probably get 20 million a year. Conforto, you're going to get 15 to 18. You know, it'll set a precedent. But if all of a sudden Freddie Freeman just settles back or Correa goes back to the fucking Astros, one-year deal, 30 million, that's it's going to jumble some shit up. You know, or Freddie Freeman goes, okay, fine, I'll go to the Dodgers five-year contract 147 million and he gets 27 million a year people are gonna be like well fuck we're Freddie freeman 27 million fuck that shorber you're getting fucking 10 million bucks this year you know like i don't think yeah. it'll be I, I mean i'm hoping they all sign quicker you know because you want to see the guys go and obviously as a padres fan i think we need to add a lefty bat so i'd love to see shorber but if i had to make my predictions for where each guy's going to end up gray will go back to the astros freddie freeman will go to the dodgers Trevor Story will go to Minnesota because they've had the most interest in him. Castellanos, either San Diego or Chicago Cubs because the Cubs are actively pursuing some outfield bat. Chris Bryant may end up on the Rockies, which is crazy to think about, but I think Chris Bryant will end up on the Rockies because knowing that organization, as you know them pretty well, Jared, they don't really give a fuck about winning. They just want to get a big name that they can market really well and sell tickets on and run five fucking Chris Bryant nights per year and sell it out, you know, and sell his jersey all over the fucking stadium. So I think Chris yeah. Bryant may go to Colorado. I think Schwarber's going to end up in the American League East somewhere, whether it's the Yankees, Red Sox, fucking Blue Jays. I think Rizzo's going back to the Yankees. And then I think Conforto may end up signing with like a, a medium to smaller market team. Maybe like Oakland or maybe, uh, you know, like the Cardinals or maybe kind of like one of those middle to top like teams that like might be competing. But I don't know. That's my prediction on those guys. I, I, I think uh, it's going to be unpredictable to say the least. So Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see, yeah. I think, um, obviously, just just watch out for big market teams. Yeah, just swooping in, just swooping in and taking the top free agents. I mean, it just seems like that's that's always the trend every year. So, um, and then you'll see, like you said, there's gonna be one weird one where like you get like, like I don't know how much he signed for, but remember when Jesus Aguilar was this nasty with the Brewers? Yeah. And then he gets signed by and then he gets signed by the Marlins. Yeah, and you're like, like you're gonna see you're gonna see like uh, a weird one like that, and and it might be it might be story to the twins or something like yeah. that, where yeah. it just doesn't like they're they're usually not a big player, but they're gonna go they're gonna reach out and try to build something around one of these guys. I don't know. I'm excited to see what goes what happens. Yeah. Um, and we've got 15 days of some. That is the one silver lining, if you will, about the uh the whole lockout thing is that we get a lot of action rushed really quickly. So yeah. these next 15 days. Like, like, is it 15 days? Well, it's April 7th is opening day, so it's going to be 
It's yeah, so uh, what, three weeks from 20... from Thursday. Today's Tuesday, so three weeks from Thursday. So a little over three weeks, like twenty three days. But that's still not a lot of time. Like that's yeah. That's I mean, nothing. you're talking about like like if you look at well, on just on just this list, there's two, four, six, eight guys. You're talking about one big signing every three days, or like you said, a domino effect where you get a shitload of action and a bunch to talk about. Yeah, and like within a week. Yeah, Dude, so. absolutely. It might and it might be crazy, but I mean, who knows? Um. It's good to see a team like the Mariners kind of making some moves, right? So that might be another spot where you see like Michael Conforto goes to the Mariners, right? Because they just traded for Winker and Suarez and they missed the playoffs by one game last year. So like you might see it. You you might see a team like that that wants to make a pursuit, maybe like overpay a little bit for like Chris Bryant. You know, like Chris Bryant to the Mariners yeah. doesn't seem that weird because they're winning. I just feel like a lot of these guys want to go to a place where they're going to win. That's why it was weird to see uh, Nelson Cruz to the Nationals because he's like at the end of his career, he still has a lot to offer, could definitely go to a National League team that's going to make an impact in the postseason, and then he goes to the Nationals. It's just weird, but I don't know. I think a lot of these guys may play, may fall back on some comfortability too. That's why I said Correa to the Astros, Rizzo back to New York, um, Schwarber to the American League East. Like he's been with a lot of those teams in the AL East. He's played in those ballparks. He's most recently a Red Sox. So I don't know. We'll see. But that's pretty much all we had to touch on today. Wanted to keep a little bit shorter, talk a little bit baseball uh, action. We may rip another one here in the next couple days. If we don't, who knows? It'll probably be a little bit more reactive based on what's going on in the baseball world and where the free agents sign. May do episodes purely dedicated since this is just a baseball show to um predictions talking about where we think teams are going to finish we already kind of did it on the phenomenal fan show but that was before guys are signed and you know it doesn't hold the same weight jared because absolutely we, p- we picked you know like the fucking indians to finish fourth or whatever third in the in the al central breaking news indians sign fucking chris bryant it's like well, hold on a second maybe they might yeah let's like, give the white Sox a run you know obviously Probably need more than Chris Bryant, but you know what I'm saying. You get the point. Yeah, exactly. Like something, something that really shakes it up. Or like, like, well, oh, how about this? How about too. this? Is a, how about this? Is a bold prediction. Uh, wasn't Casta- uh, Castellanos with the Tigers? He was at, at the beginning point? of his career. Yeah. Ooh, I, what about Castellanos getting signed back by the Tigers? I mean, I I can see it happen. They just signed Javi Baez, dude. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. When we talked about how they have some of those big time prospects coming up, it all like all of a sudden yeah, that might be like a two year deal back. for like fifty million. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I'll see. Whatever. Yeah. Either way, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Between the Stitches. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Be sure to check us out uh, on all our socials under the Phenomenal Fan Umbrella. As the March Madness and college basketball and NBA and everything else starts to under unfold, baseball. We can give sort of uh, maybe some more gambling predictions. Rip that on a new show. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Thank you for listening. And um, I don't know, Jared, what's the sign-off for this show? What do we got for them? Mm, that's a good one. I don't know how to put me on the, on the spot like that. You know, maybe... Like, uh, something like... Uh... Not going out of the park, kid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something. Lay, lay we'll, off, figure, we'll figure it out. Lay off the high cheese. How about that? Lay off the high cheese. Yeah, there we go. You know, there, I like, like it. That. 
There you go. Something like that. It's so, classic, classic chirp. Yeah. Can of corn. <laughs> Can of corn. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Let's go. Yeah.